episode of movies that make us i'm jake i'm tracy and i'm val i just have to say our music always i feel like we're a downer if you're watching the podcast because the music's like ethereal and uplifting and then you get here to our faces and we're just us hey how's I it going? <laughs> don't know what you're talking about i don't know you're ethereal what? and uplifting i just feel like we should have like long flowing hair and like things shining and like we're Ethereal. So, so Rachel Robinson is the composer that put that music together for us, friend of the program. We always appreciate mm -hmm. uh, the work that she did on it, and we asked for something epic movie like. Yeah, and I think she did a great job. I oh, agree. Yeah. It makes me feel like I need to be epic and put in a little extra. Mm. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> of movie. I'll, I'll try Welcome to, to another episode of movies that make us. Yeah. If you can't tell, we are recording later than we usually do. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be very apparent very quickly, I'm sure. I did something pretty epic this in the last uh, 24 yes, hours. Um, and I will reveal it live at FanX uh, at our uh, 30 years of Spider-Man. 20, 20 years of Spider-Man movies. I just want more years. I know. I agree. Well, we'll just come yeah. back in 10 years and do it again. <laughs> another, 30, another 10 years. Um, I, I'm so excited to see you've kind of shared with us what it is going to be. And I think it's going to look really cool. So we're excited to see it. I'm and excited. Speaking, speaking of FanX, we are Ooh. doing a panel there. We have a time to tell everybody about now. Uh, so it will be on Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. We are doing 20 years of Spider-Man on the big screen. We've got a couple of friends helping us out with it. Yep. Uh, we've got Patrick Gibbs, who's been on the show with us before. And then Rachel Wagner, who hasn't been on the show, but we'd love for her to be on the show. So yeah, I, I, it's my fault. I've been keeping her to myself. She is a fellow, <laughs> she's a um, well, she's so. a fellow um, film critic uh, for the Utah Film Critic Association, but she's also a film critic from the LA um, Critic cool. Association. She also has a bunch of really cool podcasts. So I think everyone will enjoy uh, that show. I think it'll be really well-rounded. Plus... One, if you get there on Thursday in enough time to be there, it's not going to be busy at the con. The right. parking is going to be really, really good. Plus, mm -hmm. we're bringing prizes. You know me. I come mm -hmm. bearing gifts. But we, as a group, we're going to have some uh, sneak preview tickets to a horror film called Smile that we're going to be giving away. Um, you get to see it a week before it comes out. We'll also have goodies. I think they're sending us movie goodies, Tracy. I don't know what you're doing with your face. Uh, and <laughs> what I'm doing with pretty face. much all the movie stuff that I've gotten in the last year, since the last fan X to this one, I'm bringing with me in a big bag. And you've got some good swag. And we're going to be giving it away, including some collectible posters that you could only get if you went to D23. That's cool. But we're bringing D23 to you. Boom. <laughs> but you got to be at the panel. When yeah, is yeah, it? Oh, wait. But wait, it is, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Okay, wait. You want to know where it is? Let me tell you. I will tell you where it is. <laughs> you, you know, we talked about doing this, and somehow I'm still completely unprepared. This is the story of my life. 
All right. So Fan X Thursday, 4 p.m. Oh, in room. In room 255B. 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 So, here's the thing you guys need to know about Thursday Fan X. We talked about it. It is really the best day to come to the convention. Everybody's fresh. Yep. They haven't gone through three days of this stuff already. <laughs> I was going to say crap, but it's not. But but think about it. That's the best time to see the celebrities because they're fresh, excited to be there. They haven't gone mm-hmm. through three days of talking to 400 people every hour. Uh, it's the best time to come talk to the vendors uh-huh. because it's not as busy on the vendor floor. So you can actually walk around. I'm telling you, that's when you want to be there is Thursday. And Thursday afternoon, you want to be in 255B. You got you to gotta know it's kind of hidden up in the in the back rooms it's not one of the front rooms by the grand ballroom but it's up there's some stairs at the back of the it. There'll hall. Be people yeah. there. Yeah. yeah so just ask people where the spider-man panel is in room 255b you need your movies that make us and they'll send you where you need to be and we've got all sorts of stuff including val mentioned all the stuff she has we also have stickers that we had last year yes. so if you get movies that make us stickers last year we have some as well nice Gracie, are you giving away that jersey? Because I felt like you sat back to like show off <laughs> for a minute. I'm just trying to pull it up so I don't show too much chest, you know. Oh, okay. You got to put yeah. the cleave away. This, yeah. Put the Listen, cleave uh, away. We know this is movies I, that, that make us after dark, but let's, the cleavage this, needs to be a minimum. This does not draw yeah. in the audience. This does not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> My shirt gives away what we're talking about today. It does. My shirt does not. I am on an ET panel, though. These are, these are ET I'm movies. Jealous. Yeah, not, that uh, is a cool not blueberries or eyeballs. Those are the two things that I've heard the last <laughs> couple of times that I've worn it. I was wearing this. We were playing Dungeons and Dragons. My brother-in-law looked over like we were mid-sentence talking to like the bad guy <laughs> kind of thing. He's like, oh, Jake, those aren't blueberries on your shirt. <laughs> no, no, they are not. So anyway. <laughs> that's not a moon. In this case, Has anybody, <laughs> anybody seen anything fun this week? I mean, I don't know that I'd say fun, but I do want to put a warning out there and I will be writing a review to put up on our website. I've been working on it for a few days, but the movie Blonde is coming out oh, on yeah. Netflix on the 28th and it is, it is NC-17. It is a very, very hard movie to digest. Everything and anything you could think about that happened to Marilyn Monroe, you will see it. So this isn't one, mm. if you have young kids that are fans, because like yeah. my daughter's had posters of Marilyn Monroe in her room. Um, if she was a teenager and wanted to watch this, it would be one that I would want to watch with her and have a conversation. It'll be an awkward watch because again, mm. you see everything. I think it's going to make a lot of people angry, this movie. Um, mm. It is definitely a, a trigger movie for anyone that has gone through any mental health issues, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an important story to be told. But I just want to give that warning. Yeah, um, yeah. I usually would talk about it the week that it comes out, but it comes out on a Wednesday and I do my review on the Friday. I, that, mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's a, I talked about it on channel four just to get people prepped for it. Dave watched it and he had a really hard time for about three days. It's, it's wow. hard to watch and then hard wow. to digest. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, so don't no, just I, jump into that willy nilly. <laughs> oh, thinking thinking it's Anna de Armos and she's amazing. And she is. <laughs> there is nothing yeah. you will not know about her appearance 
after this movie. All right. Well, I'll I'll text my parents and see if they're available this week to sit down and watch it with me, so we can have a conversation, like you suggested, Val. Just kidding. I mean, I'm that's not up to that. you. No. No. Uh, but that's to... good. That's a good warning because I think a lot of times we see a movie that's you know mature audiences or rated R or even yeah. NC, and you think, well, how bad can it really be? You, you need it, to know, it's, and it's not bad necessarily, but it's hard it's, content. It's, it's, there it's is adult just, content. yeah, it is. Again, it's there's a lot of things that happen, and a lot of us know the stories. I've seen every movie, every documentary, every series made about Marilyn Monroe, and there's not a lot of new content here. But what they do is they don't uh-huh. they don't just over walk it and make like, hey, this happened, and then move on. They show what happened and if you are a friend Mm. or a friend if you are a fan of uh, of the president jfk you're not gonna (laughs) like this movie very much because it gets really real so yeah well that'll be a big hit with a certain population of the country it's not probably not like it for for other reasons Um, Our, our icons yeah all have history every single one of them yep Absolutely. Because they're human beings and we all have history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that's one that I watched. Oh, I have seen the first three episodes of Andor. Oh, I'm Stop. excited for that. I have one more to go. I'm excited for that one. It is I, a uh, totally different Star Wars. Yeah. It's, I, it's, and there's going to be 12 episodes. So That's awesome. And, and then another yeah, season of, of 12 more, I think. Yeah, a lot of the newer series that are coming to disney plus are going to be 12 episodes which makes me very excited yeah that's, that's good cool. um and and then daredevil is even going to be 18 which will yeah. Be really yeah. Cool. yeah so uh and i'm enjoying i'm i'm enjoying she hulk i'm afraid to say it because it's, i'm it's sure better. i'll get backlash from Why some people afraid to say it? i'm it's not better. really Val. you know i, I don't care i'll cgi okay and i can i can understand that, that. like this is not thing, i'm getting used to it yeah, and it does take some getting used to. And there are still moments where I'm like, I do, I, I get it. But I think the story is good. I think parts of it are very important. Um, and I think that Wongers! it is very true to the character. Wongers! 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 Madison with, a, with two <laughs> N's and a Y, but not where not you where think. You that role could have gone so wrong. And she just was perfect i just yeah. think it's funny and relatable but still hits like what we love about it and i like i don't mind the cgi so much because i just go back to the old hulk and i think they're bringing a little bit of that in. so sure yeah 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 but but the mo- the show itself is good it's i think it's well done um and that's what i'm gonna say about it and it's gonna tick people off that i think that but i don't really care Daredevil's coming Daredevil is coming. Yep. Is I, I saw the the episode with Daredevil and it's fun. Nice. <sighs> they showed it at D23. I know. And Val, I didn't and I even love, know I was going to get to see it. I love that we get to share all of these experiences with you or at least hear about them from you. I'm not trying to like. <laughs> no, I know that. And we I love just it. I so excited. <laughs> I know. And it is exciting. It is exciting. It is, and, and I know that you're not like, uh, well, I've seen the first four episodes. You want to rub that in a little bit more? About it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why don't you just pour that in a bathtub I, and we'll float in it? Have you been have you been keeping like a big thing of salt 
by your side for each of these episodes for the last three years, no, waiting for the opportunity to ask <laughs> if we wanted to rub some salt in a wound. I played the long like, game. So, yeah, that is awesome. Long game. Way, to, way to hang in there. <laughs> this moment, you're like, I, yes, I've been waiting for this for three years. I am saying that if you're um, one thing that I've been watching, that's really cool. So yesterday when I started my first uh, part of my tattoo, um, this is how long that tattoo took. Uh, we watched infinity war. Mm-hmm. We watched Endgame, mm-hmm. and we watched first class. Wow. <laughs> that's how long Ooh. it took this one. That... Um, today uh, I started watching all of the Spider-Man movies and we got through <laughs> the first one. And then almost this almost through the second one. So this one didn't take as long. Um, but there are so many things that I have just missed because when I originally watched these movies, like a lot of these people were not familiar to me that were in mm-hmm. like the other parts of the movies. And it's fun watching it because Dave had never seen uh, First Class. So I'm like, well, you got to watch oh, this. And then I'm going to make yeah. him watch some of the others because of the things that they mention that are now in the universe that we love in the MCU right, and all of right. these other things. It's bringing everything together. He didn't know that Sam Raimi was the director of the mm-hmm. original Spider-Man movies. And, you know, so it's just really cool. Like once, no matter where you become a fan of Marvel, if you go back and revisit things and now you're connecting all these characters and people and, you know, when, when, um, you know, I was watching Spider-Man two before, this and he's like you know yeah you're i saw your picture over on bleaker street you know and so mm-hmm. like in my mind that wasn't really a big deal like it wasn't mentioned in the comic books but like it wasn't really a big deal in the cinematic universe at that point uh-huh. but now that we right. know what happens on bleaker street uh-huh. you know you kind of just like ooh, you know you just get a little yeah. Ooh. Yeah. so we're revisiting something today and i'm ex- i think people should go back and revisit x-men i i agree yeah. and and X-Men, the one that we're talking about today, First Class, was interesting because there were three X-Men movies that came before it. Right. That this was kind of going to be a reboot of the X-Men two, series. Two, good. two were good. The <laughs> The first one was good. The second one I thought was really, really, really good. good. Two. Yeah. And then uh, The Last Stand was awful. And it seems to become... A running theme in the x-men movies that when they decide to do the phoenix or dark phoenix storyline just know you can skip that one Things they just, just can't so get it right yeah it was <laughs> I, I will say dark phoenix is actually worse i agree val i joked about talking about that one i will never want to talk about that show as an episode this just is the one that. thing i'm going to say about dark phoenix it has everything to be a successful movie and i think that's why it's so frustrating to me it's not the worst movie i've ever seen but when you look at everything they were given yep to make a good movie yep. you have everything you have michael fassbender you have um you know this young actress who's just off of game of thrones that everyone loves and she's mm-hmm. a great actress plus she's you have actress. all of these favorites that are coming in and the and I'm just, and you have a storyline that doesn't necessarily suck, but it just needed to be directed. In the, and it was just, I don't know how they messed it up. I honestly, I, it's like handing someone all the ingredients and the instructions to make a chocolate cake and they bring you over like a pineapple upside down cake. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's like, nothing wrong with a pineapple upside down cake, but screw that. That's not what I wanted. Throw it in the trash. I don't want that. I gave yeah. you everything to make this and then you made this. Yep. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> And X-Men Last Stand was 
also that same kind of thing where they had a successful franchise and they should have been able to take one of the most successful stories in the X-Men comics and make a decent movie out of it. Right. And they didn't. And that led us to X-Men first class where they said, maybe let's just scrap the whole thing and start over. Start over. Yeah. Cause Brian Singer did the first two mm-hmm. um, did not do the third one. I can't remember the, the director's name. I can look that up real quick. I'll well, look Brian it up. Brian Singer did, first, he did, he did first class. I want to say rush hour. Uh, let's see. Um, X-Men The Last Stand mm-hmm. was directed by Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner! Yes. I think it was still produced by Brian Singer. Was he a producer on it? I think he was he involved was in it, yeah. Yes. yeah. But but this is, it was, it was, we were in a situation where it was similar to Tim Burton. Yeah. So Brian Singer, at, at this point, he was doing Superman Returns because they came out around the same time. And so he couldn't direct both of them. So it was similar to Tim Burton doing Batman Returns and not being able to direct Nightmare Before Christmas. But the difference is Tim Burton just kind of low-key still directed Nightmare Before Christmas (laughs) in his spare time. So I told you, I told you my Brian Singer story, right? No. So when I was going, um, when I was living in West Hollywood, uh, there was a place, there's a place there called the Abbey and it's like a coffee shop during the day. And at night, it's like a bar and a club where a lot of people hang out and a lot of famous people would go in there. And I was really young. I was like 19, 20. I probably shouldn't have been there. Uh Um, And I went in and I'm sitting at a table and all my friends are doing, you know, things being social talking. Um, I may or may not have been like all the way lucid. Um, And there's a guy sitting next to me. There's a guy sitting next to me and he's just chilling there. And I went to put my lipstick on and my lipstick at the time you'd push down and the lid came up. It looked like a little trash can lipstick and this guy leans over he's like that is really cool and i'm like i know right i was going up and down he's like yeah and i put it on and i looked at him i'm like you look like the stepbrother on clueless and he goes like this i look like paul rudd and i'm like is that his name and he's like that's paul rudd and i'm like yeah you kind of look like paul rudd and then later on my friend mike who's mike number one that i went to film school with he sat down he's like you know who that was right and I'm like, no. And he told me who it was. It was Brian Singer. That's and awesome. I'm all over, like, I didn't know what the directors looked like, but I'm a right. huge, I'm a film right. student. I'm there sure. trying to make these. I'm hugely in love with all the X-Men movies at the time because that's what mm-hmm. we had, right? Like, it was right. a big thing. And I was just like, I just told Brian Singer that he looked like Paul Rudd, whoever you know, that guy is. There's, there's worse coolest. things. There's worse no, things. I know. I, I, know. I think he was very. I think he was very like happy about it. But I didn't know. <laughs> you know me. I didn't yeah. really know who Paul Rudd was. At the time. <laughs> that's that's the point I'm trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> well, but he was. There was a point story. in Mal's life where she didn't know who Paul Rudd was. Like, I mean, I knew he, the guy from Clueless that played the stepbrother that was yeah. so funny and yeah, so he hot. He wasn't America's national. But I didn't know yet. his name. Have you seen his work in Clueless, Tracy? Because he's <laughs> always really been America's national treasure. Well, All right. I think, I think he's he the best part of that movie. America. He, yeah, he really is. But I, so that's my Brian uh, Singer story is I told awesome. Brian Singer while we were admiring my lipstick that he looked like some actor that I guess was Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've spent a lot of time talking about Brian Singer, he wasn't the director of First Class. It was Matthew Matthew Vaughn. Yes. Matthew Vaughn. 
I like so. Jackie Vaughn. I'm hit or miss with him, but for the most part, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Singer came back for uh, Days of Future Past after. Which is also good. Yeah. yeah but he was a big good. component of the X-Men movies being oh, absolutely. made and for pushed sure. forward. I'm sad that uh, he's not a very good guy now. Yeah. And yep. I can't really be a fan of him. But at the time. I didn't know. I, was I a, thought he was Paul I was Rudd. Big, I was a big fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usual suspects who went into X-Men and yeah. yeah. This is yeah. the hard thing with any kind of artist and creator is there's always that potential that we Everybody's can really, human. really love their yep. art. And then you find out they're really not great yeah. Yeah. sometimes. And so, yeah. uh, but. I think first, that's kind of how first class works out too. Like you think, you know, somebody. Yeah. And yeah. and you think they're gonna go one way, and, and then they go the another way. Paralyze you, jerk. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> we spoil movies that have been out for like two All weeks. It's been out for over a decade. I, this is why. <laughs> no, I thought Earl this Xavier movie... gets paralyzed. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's another good point. He's been paralyzed for a really long time. Like, so this is what was so cool about watching First Class with someone that had never seen it but has read all the comic books. So if you haven't watched this movie, as we're going Sorry. through it and as things are happening, Dave was like, oh, yeah, and then the comic books, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, give it a second. And it happens. And then he's like, oh, and then da-da-da-da-da. Hold on. And then it happens. So it was really cool because not all of the MCU really follows – yeah. what we've read it's inspired by what we've read and on the things that we love but i think the cool thing about first class is that it really did give us some fan service but it had such a good storyline and bringing mm -hmm. michael fassbender into this mix was Brilliant. so amazing because he's so believable as this character and i i don't want hate mail i don't hate kevin bacon but i don't always think that he's yeah. necessary <laughs> and i do think he had some really cool moments in this movie. He he was a decent bad guy. I was a little nervous when they announced him as, as being yeah. the main villain. But yeah, he does a good yeah. job. Um, I love the fact that because we, like, like you said, Jake, we had three X-Men movies. And we felt like we knew these characters. And then they go and place this and give it a, an entirely new twist by putting it in the 60s. By setting it in the 60s. And it right. gives a whole different viewpoint on these characters. Like, I love Charles Xavier at the bar using psychic powers to try and pick up women. I mean, like, that is just because we think of, you know, we think of him being the elder statesman and being the very noble and very calm and very responsible. And then he's kind of this freewheeling guy at the bar. He's a guy. I mean, yeah. He wants a date like anybody else. Yeah. So when they announced this movie and what they were going to do, and then some of the characters that were going to be in it, I struggled to get on board with X-Men first class. I knew I was going to go see it because it was an X-Men movie and I wasn't going to end my streak. But I like when I think first class of X-Men, the first X-Men wore Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel, and Iceman. Those were the first X-Men. And so that's who I was expecting to see. And then when they start announcing Havoc and, okay, Beast is going to be in there, Mystique. And I'm like, this, this is not the first class. This is not the first X-Men. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I want this to be a lesson to anyone out there who right now is saying the same kind of stuff about maybe a TV show on Amazon or <laughs> anything along, or a mermaid or something along those lines. Oh <laughs> While I didn't 
<laughs> while I struggled with it at first, I went and the quality of the movie won me over. And I was like, I don't care. I'm fine with the retcon. I'm fine with them changing what was in the comics and not being true necessarily 100% to everything. <laughs> because I like the characters. I like that we got to see different X-Men that we hadn't seen in the movies yet. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it still represented what the beginning of the X-Men was like. So I was okay with it. So you see, you can still be struggling with some of the stuff they announced, but then keep an open mind because it might be good. Well, and I want everybody just come a little closer. Just lean in because I want to share something with you. It's not real. It's all make-believe and it's all fantasy. So they can do whatever they want. You are (laughs) owed nothing. Enjoy Little Mermaid was green originally. Yeah. Well, at the end, in the series, it turns into sea foam. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it, a whole different episode. But yeah, I just wanted to say, like, what I do love about First Class 2 is they still, they give us a little glimpse of Logan sitting at the bar. Yes, so I know. So we get that. that. Best but then, cameo ever. But you then. Get, you get one F-bomb to make a PG-13 movie, and it plays perfectly like we're gonna give it to Wolverine all these people and then he's sitting there at the bar and he's like go after yourselves and they're like (laughs) okay but then they also (laughs) when Mystique is in bed trying to woo um Magneto Uh and she turns into the original Mystique yes how about now and I'm like yeah that like those are all the moments that I kind of forgot about because Mm -hmm. it's just been a while since I've seen these movies but they're playing it with I, this movie was so playful and yeah. so serious at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's talking about a very serious content and storyline, which is believable. So now you've done something that I really like as a fan, and you've given me real life history with mm-hmm. our make believe, right? Which I love that combination. Right. Um, and pulling that in, you automatically have feelings one way or another about the history part of it. And then you bring the whole. The fact that Magneto is so much against, you know, the Nazis and everything they stand for. And by the end of the movie, he wants to create the ultimate race of X, like, you know, of these. And so I'm just like, it's full circle. It's it's just we're repeating history again. It's just the person that thinks they're a hero every time that's actually the villain, which I love, love, love in superhero stories. So, yeah. Speaking of Michael Fassbender, I am so glad that that was the actor to play Magneto because he does a phenomenal job in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's great that they got such a strong performer because some of the costumes that they put him in specifically <laughs> are so bad. Like, I get we all wanted to see the Magneto helmet, but then when he puts it on, like, half the time it's, like, crooked and, like, like, <laughs> and when he shows up at the very end to to save Emma Frost and he's in that red coat, and I'm like, I can't take this guy seriously. And it was similar. I know, I know it was similar to what Ian McKellen wore as Magneto and I get it, but it's like, come on, this just looks so bad, but I don't care either because it's Michael Fassbender. He does a great job. Right. Right. But I did care a little bit, obviously (laughs) think about it now, but his, his character is in so much turmoil and I just love it. You know, he wants wants everyone to be themselves, you know, when, when, you have Mystique who just wants to fit in, you know, yeah. and he's like, no, I like you, you know, going back to that scene, I like you as you. And she goes back to, you know, the Jennifer Lawrence. No, I like you as you. Well, how about this? And, you know, she goes to um, what's her name? Uh, Rebecca Romaine. 
Um, and then he's like, no, I like you as the blue you, you know? And right. I love that part of him. But then I love the fact that beast, like beast is one of my favorite characters in the X-Men. And, and, and when we see him in the previous X-Men movies, Mm -hmm. He's the stately person that knows who he is and he's leading the way. But in this movie, yeah, he's Frazier. (laughs) But in this movie, he, he just wants to be normal too. Like he hides his superpowers and he's trying to change it. And the very things that you do to change yourself, actually, you know, it it backfires on him and he becomes him and then, you know, kind of owns in on that. And I really like that story arc as well. Well, and I loved it too because they had Havoc in in it, and he's and that's Alex Summers, yeah, who is Cyclops's brother, yeah. And they are so different, and they are different yeah. in the comics, and they play that up so well in here. And you get to see because he's kind of like he's got a big chip on his shoulder. He's mm-hmm. you know more rebellious and all this other stuff. Where Scott's always straight laced, like doing exactly what he's supposed to do all the time. Right. And I like that. I like how they presented both how they presented his character in juxtaposition. Now you wouldn't know that necessarily if you're just a fan, a casual fan, you wouldn't pick up on it. But for fans of the X-Men, that was really, really cool. And I thought it was nice. a cool way to do it. Yeah, I really liked that Matthew Vaughn said he wanted to make this uh, a James Bond movie. And in a lot of ways, it does feel like that. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. love that they went back, they filmed on 35 millimeter film stock. And they filmed mm-hmm. it with the lenses that they used back in the 60s. And so it has that vibe to it. Like it just it just works for me on so many levels. Yeah. Well, and I think what was very successful about this movie compared to Last Stand is Last Stand, they gave us so many characters, right? right. They threw in. Right. And it was so much fan service because none of these characters had a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it was just like, oh, look, look, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. But there's no purpose to be there. And so when they bring in first class, they all have a purpose to be there. Even if they're only there, you know, for a few scenes, there is a reason for them to be there. And we connect enough with them that we care about it. And it's not just like, ooh, 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 you know, because then you just have this muddy soup Mm -hmm. of superheroes that we don't care about by the end of the movie and we're like oh they're all gonna die well good because this sucks you know but (laughs) i feel like in in first class we get to know them they're so they did such a good job at showing us their personalities and that's a lot of it's on the actors because not a lot of them had a lot of lines or a lot of scenes but they when they were together in those scenes it was powerful I think one of the scenes that points that out the best is when all the young kids are hanging out and they're showing each other their powers and some of them don't really want to. And there's such a bonding there. And by the end of that, they're like, no. And, and uh, mystique is like, no, that's havoc. You know, we got to use our names and that really bonds them together. Plus it's just a lot of fun to see them Mm -hmm. kind of letting loose with their abilities. It's, it's good to see. Yeah. And I love it too because in that scene you get to see how big a jerk Charles Xavier really is because he is <laughs> he is a lifelong fan of the X Men. He's like the Albus Dumbledore of the X Men in that he's just using these kids and manipulating them. Yeah, but yeah. In that moment when he's like, "I expected better from you," and really? like because we're away. like eighteen, I know exactly. <laughs> and you've taken us away Why? from our homes and told us to be ourselves. Yeah, you took us out. You can finally be a mutant here and just show your powers, and that's what they're doing as eighteen. You just thought we were going to play Monopoly in here. What? What were you? Do you know how long it took me to make that statue? 
Do you? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. That was the attitude. <laughs> but but that, that is such a great scene because you do really see them coming together. And I think one of the biggest things for me that's that I don't like about the new X-Men series is uh-huh. that we don't get to see these characters really interact past first class very much. Yes. Because a lot of them aren't and, back in the in the later movies. And, and Jennifer Lawrence really phones in her performances later. Like yeah. you can tell, like in this one, she's fantastic and she's dialed in. And then the next one, a little bit less. And by the time we get to the see, one with I thought she Dark was, Phoenix. I thought she was great in the next one. I'm really excited to watch... Um, uh, days of future past with dave he was so good in that. that one and i think I, that was a really good storyline but yeah after days of future yeah. past i think she was phoning it in because pay attention to the story like uh-huh. it's they're just it's i that, feel like the writers phoned it in and they were just yeah. like hey well we we're contracted to make these they're gonna make money no matter what like right well and, and, and i heard the old ivan news like, costume from the power rangers movie and make she didn't like being she didn't like being in the makeup chair for like eight hours which I yeah. totally get. And so by the third yeah. movie, that's why in the last one, she's hardly mystique. She just plays a lot of the human character because she was like, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Well, and yeah, when it's all just blue body paint and stuff, and I'm got sure that stuff that fans and... have, yeah, I'm sure things that fans have said and done just. I have her go play Robocop because I watched that the other day on the making of that. And that guy was in the chair for 18 hours the first time they put Mm. that costume on him. (laughs) It took 18 hours to get it on him. And then they were like, well, we can't shoot anything now, so take it off. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, Carl and Carol in like 14 hours for Penguin to start. So in the the latest Batman. So yeah, it yeah, it can. It can if you're going to be in a superhero movie, you got to expect spandex or sitting in a chair for a long time. Yeah, Oscar Isaac didn't like the apocalypse because it was a lot of makeup. Yeah, yeah, and not very and good makeup. Either. Used him in the movie. I thought that was such oh. a throwaway. Oh, such he's a such throwaway. a good actor. Such a good actor, and, and that's not... a good character. Yeah, oh. that character is really good. That's the struggle with with the apocalypse character, and I mean. Oscar like Isaac could have played Apocalypse the way that he needed to play, be played, and he, they just didn't have that character. It was yeah, Darkseid in the DC. Like, yeah, could have could have been. This is like your big heavy bad guy, and you just went me. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So, if, so well, I'm, but DC I'm an does that a lot. Doomsday. This is true. This is true. Um, I'm an X-Men fan and I like the the movies for the most part, but they are hit or miss. So I'm I'm really curious to see. I'm really excited because they announced that Matt Shankman is going to be mm-hmm. directing the next X-Men movie who did WandaVision. Um, yeah. He's done quite a few different things and he's a writer. He's a director. Um, WandaVision is still one of my favorite Disney plus Marvel pieces. So I'm very excited to see what he brings to the X-Men universe. Yeah, they yeah. had him stand up. Um, everybody thought there was going to be some big announcement at D23 right. about X-Men. And they had him stand up in the audience and said, this is the director, but that's all we have because we haven't shot anything yet. Honestly, they, I think they they're going to do something. Yet. Yeah, they haven't. I think they have cast something. I think they're going to announce the cast at New York Comic Con. I think they're going to announce the cast at New York Comic Con. If they do, I will lose. And what is that one? 
Um, I will be there October third thru through the tenth. <laughs> not it's not that whole week though, but I'll be there to work. That. <laughs> it's my yeah, last yeah. big con of the year. My last big con of the year. <laughs> well, I I hope that they do announce something soon. Um, but I also they have in the past. I love Disney and I love Marvel and and I know all studios have done this in the past where they've announced kind of a big slate of things in the future and then a lot of those things have have dropped off or changed yeah. drastically and things like that. And in those cases, I kind of like, I now I'm going to stuck. I'm stuck thinking about the multiverse where, you know, Captain America against the serpent society exists instead of what we got. Not that what we got wasn't great. It was, but those are the kinds yeah. of things that, that happen occasionally. So if they're not ready to announce it, that's fine too. Yeah. yeah. But it's definitely coming after yeah, it Miss is. Marvel. It's definitely coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so they're not going to sit on a big. Uh, X Men's always been a big money maker for Marvel for the comics and for the company. They're not going to sit on that for too long. Yeah, I and I think the casting on this was just about perfect. I'm I'm January Jones as as Emma Frost is a little weak for me. She's not a heavyweight actress. Um, that one was a little bit of a miss, but for the most part. Like, and as Val said, they, a lot of these characters have very short segments. Like we don't really get to know Angel and a few things, but we get a sense of who she is through it. Mm -hmm. And like they gave enough for Emma, but I just felt like that's probably the one glaring performance in a really good cast that that's a little weak. So what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, it's hard when you're recasting characters that are played by Ian McKellen and, and uh, Patrick Stewart. Right. Um, and especially Patrick Stewart was so on the nose for old Charles Xavier. When they cast yeah. him in the nineties, I was like, that's perfect. Home run. <laughs> but, but, but James McAvoy, I think does a really great job as young Charles Xavier. And I agree. Michael Fassbender is probably one of the best performances in the movie. And then the other actors do a really, really <laughs> really good job representing their characters beast in particular stands out quite a bit uh -huh. to me. Um, so and i like darwin a lot i wish we got more of darwin mm -hmm. because he does a really great job and i think he could have been some great comic relief down the road in future sequels but no he died <laughs> spoilers sorry again <laughs> and i i, I Who's the who's the red villain in the Hellfire Club? I'm trying to Zazel. remember his name. Azazel, Azazel. yeah. He's yeah. he reminds me a lot of the character, the teleport guy, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, um, yeah. Thank you. Because Nightcrawler, sorry. there's actually two different Nightcrawlers in the X Men universe, um, as we see through right. the movies. Um, and I really like the Nightcrawler character, and I wish we would have gotten like for a while there. There was chat about a Nightcrawler movie, remember? Um, uh -huh. And then we never got it. Uh, but yeah, Zazel and Nightcrawler, it, that would have been a really fun situation to have them in the same movie at the same time. I think the makeup for Zazel was really good. I, I really thought that was pretty striking. So, um, just so you know, uh, and I wanted to fact check this before I said it, because I thought this was pretty accurate, but Azazel reminds you of Nightcrawler. He is actually Nightcrawler's father in the comics. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. Why they're so similar. 
but we never okay. get to see them in All a right, movie together, cool. to my understanding. No, no they're never together in be, any of the movies. It would have been great if we could have seen them together because I really that like would both be of those that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well Nightcrawler. Yeah, Nightcrawler <laughs> is it is a little bit different of a temperament than his dad, which uh-huh. you know they they both have similar. Um, powers but nightcrawler is more on the nicer side and the i don't want to be seen <laughs> side whereas azazel's like suck it well and, <laughs> and it's it's interesting too i don't i don't know i think azazel came along later in the comics and they retconned that he was nightcrawler's father because nightcrawler isn't just nice like he is like if you were making him as a D character he is lawful good a hundred percent like he ends up being a priest and like yeah. things like that and then azazel of course they make him look pretty much like, like the devil. devil yeah so, yeah <laughs> um, but but wasn't there a nightcrawler movie starring jake gyllenhaal is that not just kidding that's, a different <laughs> that's a, totally don't go watch that don't why i don't know jake why are you telling our listeners i'm not, I'm not listen i would never that i would never promote a movie the starring the gyllenhaal the promote Jillian Hall, but don't not that. Don't do that. Don't go see it. I just thought I, I, it was mostly for the laughs. That was a good cut. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. It came late there. though. It came late. I'll try to get my timing better for Fan X on Thursday. <laughs> I'll work on it. You'll be great. I believe I think, in you. I think Tracy's frozen on us. Yeah, he is. We should make. We should draw on his face when I this happens. I can hear you the whole time. Okay. You know, well, you were frozen. You were frozen <laughs> in a great expression. Hear- Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I was supposed to have Google Fiber. I, I signed up a month ago, and I still don't have it. And they were supposed to come and install it today. And they're like, you know, the optics, the optical power wasn't good enough, so we got to fix it. And I'm like, how long will that take? And they're like, can't say, but when we get it installed, you're going to love it. It's so, make-believe. Yeah. It doesn't exist. We, <laughs> instead of going that route, instead of going that route, we just upped, we just got a better router, and we're fine. So, yeah. uh, yeah, Google Fiber is like birds, they're it's not real. <laughs> Before so, we grade this, I do want to bring something up about that. I realized that every tattoo I have can fly. Oh, yeah. that's a good that's a good point. I mean, some of them swing, but still, yeah, yeah but it's just as efficient as flying. But every yeah. tattoo I have can fly i i like that <laughs> speaking of swinging <laughs> and flying this is just so the other day ben my son who's six and obsessed with spider-man found a youtube video hey. where they were showing the evolution of the spider-man video games and so uh-huh. they decided to do that they were just going to show in each of the video games what happens when you fall as far as you can fall and <laughs> like in the older ones you just fall and disappear from the screen but there was one that was like on the PlayStation 3 or something where he would fall from this like top of the building down. And when he would land on his feet, you would hear the bones break. And then he would like flop over and like die. And it was like, why do his bones sound like that? I'm like, uh, I did not know that was going to happen. So I need to figure out which one it was. But that video game looks like it was. Wow. Awful. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's 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 programmers having fun after the hours and hours and hours they put together games for you to enjoy. Yes, (laughs) and nobody's really going to try to fall on purpose, so we'll just do this. 
That's Ben's got Easter a pretty egg. sweet outfit for, for he's cosplaying. So we weren't sure, um, but we're going to try. He's going to be there at our panel on Thursday because he'll be dressed up and everything. So I said, that's, that's one awesome. that I'm actually doing that you might actually enjoy because he will be bored by most of the other ones that I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so. He can help hand out the prizes. I'm sure he would love to. He, We were at my, my other son's football game and the PTA was selling concessions at the game. And uh, Ben started helping, like pulling the wagon, like telling people to come by concessions. Oh, and he said, Dad, <laughs> Dad, it's official. I am a PTA helper. Oh. And I said, well, you're not a parent or a teacher. Why would you be at the PTA? He said, Dad, it's PTA helper. helper. Yeah. Hey. Dude, I love Ben. And, and he came out <laughs> afterward. He's like, Dad, Dad, I talked to them. And my job is permanent as a PTA helper. <laughs> well, good for you, son. I love so, that so much. I love it. So so I'm sure. I'm sure if we ask you to be at movies that make us helper, he'll be oh. totally on board with that. Oh, so I yeah. have to. I have to find something Spider-Man to bring him. So he's the night. I've got to have something in here. Yeah, he, he is. He's the waffle good. Yeah, and then sometimes he disappears, and we have no idea where he went. So that, <laughs> Also Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's create this movie and then we'll talk again about FanX and let you guys know where you can find us uh there. But uh I'll start this one off. This is an A minus for me. I think it's really good. I this might be my favorite of the X-Men movies. Oh. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch the rest of them. But it's good. I like that. I like that. Um, I didn't feel like it was that bold a statement, but it was. So. Just, uh, you're like, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Like I've been waiting. The, highs, the X-Men highs are pretty high. Yeah. When they hit, the very they hit first, pretty good. The very first X-Men movie, I was so excited about it that it's hard for me to set. Like that might be my favorite, oh. favorite, favorite, just because when it came out, I thought we would never see an X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. And then we did. And it didn't suck. And like, that was awesome. So and a lot of them, yeah. a lot of the superhero movies back then did. Yeah. But we like, didn't know any better. It could have. Yeah. Well, we did. Come on, Daredevil. We knew better. That wasn't good. <laughs> and then I, we got Electra. I don't, I don't even think about those movies. They're I not, <laughs> I've cut them off. They don't exist. Um, I give this a solid B. Like it is really fun to watch. The characters are great. The story's great. The actors are great. Um, just solid B. Like I get excited to tell people to watch this movie if they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely in my top three for X Men movies for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's right up there with X Two and with um, uh, Days of Future Past. Those are probably my three favorites. I'm going to be with Jake. I'm going to give this one an A minus. I think the casting is is fantastic. It's a clever script. It's well directed. I love the 1960s James Bond elements to it. Um, it's got a lot of surprises to it. Jake alluded to at the end um, with the, with the bullet fragment and the coin. We didn't talk about the coin, but wow, that was that an was awesome intense. scene. That, that was intense. Big intense moment. Wow, um, it's a lot of fun. I, I feel like there's just a few actors that I I think were kind of miscast that brings it down a little bit for me. But I'm going to go a minus. 
as long as one of those actors isn't Oliver Platt, then I'm okay with you saying that. Oh, I will watch anything amazing. with Oliver Platt. I agree. Like, when he pops up, I just I love him. Happy. I started listing all the movies. Hey, babe, I love him. Here's all the movies he's been in. Let me know when you want to watch any of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite movies that he's in is The Three Musketeers, even though it's it is too. Like, it is such a cheesy movie, but he is so good in that movie. I used to watch that movie when I was younger. I think it came out when I was, like, in junior high or maybe just barely in high school. I was younger, and I had a huge crush on Oliver Platt from that movie. Like, I was, I've always just kind of liked the quirky guy that's, you know, my first. he's he's behind this wall. My my first exposure to him was in Benny and June. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, that was my first intro to Aiden Quinn, and yeah, when he and he shows up in the West Wing, and it just makes me happy. In the West Wing, oh, he's so good in the West Wing. Yeah, so I need to watch that again. But well, I I like watching the West Wing every few years just because it reminds me Me that we could be great. So. I'm sorry. Samesies. Samesies, Jake. And you know why I love that comment so much is that you and I, as much as we are good friends, we're a little bit opposites on a lot of things in that spectrum, but we both find hope in the West Wing. Yep. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Um, Bad X starts this Thursday. We will be there. Um, our panel is in 255B at 4 p.m. It is 20 years of Spider-Man on the big screen. And then if you want to, at I think 6 p.m., Tracy and Val are in a panel about Ready Player One. I don't know how I dodged yep. that bullet, but I'm happy for you guys. Oh, to we get to panic. We have been given full, full guidance to say whatever we want about it. So if you're ready to hear my opinions, my opinions about it, it's going to happen. Awesome. Uh, and then you want to make sure that you check out the FanX app and the website to see our schedules. You can look us up by name and find them there. We've also posted them as a story highlight on Instagram. So you can see those images there as well. Hopefully so we'll have I, some more announcements in that realm. We'll see. Yes. The schedule's yes. always changing. I think mine that I posted is already out of date and I have to update it. But okay. Yeah. There's a couple that I'm really excited about. I've got the, uh, what we do in the shadows panel werewolves not swearwolves and then i have the uh the ordinary the the view of the mcu from the ordinary citizen so that one i'm very excited about too i didn't even know about that panel yeah. i'm an ordinary citizen not just yes. what the ordinary citizen must experience when you've yeah. got gods running around and you got alien hands coming out of the indian ocean and is it at what point are you surprised by anything anymore if you live in this world so that'll be fun I'm excited I, about my comics and hip hop panel. That's yeah, on that one. Friday. Looks really I was cool. just I was told that I could talk about Shang Chi. So nice. I'm gonna, I'm Wait, gonna talk we, about. Shang-Chi. It's always a good day for Val when she gets to talk about Shang Chi because if she's pointed out, he doesn't get enough love, and it's true. And the hip hop uh, music in that movie, that soundtrack, is one of my favorites. It it is really good. I get to talk on Saturday. I get to start the day out by talking about the 40th anniversary of ET. That this shirt yeah. will be there. Uh, and then, uh, in the evening, I get to finish my experience off with talking about the rings of power series and middle earth and returning to that with Larry. I'm Curtis. so bummed. I can't be in the audience for that one. Cause I've got another I, panel scheduled and I'm so bummed. So I hope somebody tapes it. I like on actual tape. Do you want me to bring my camcorder? Cause yeah, I have one. Yes. Just put it right here. That would be perfect. 
Hey, that would yep. be perfect. I mean, it would fit along with shoulder. it would fit along with the movie that they're talking about. Yeah, this yeah. is true. I'll plug it in so, my battery pack. Plug it perfect. in. Perfect. Perfect. And then I'm also doing a one on wrestling, the the NWO Wolf Pack because Kevin right. Nash will be there, and I'm super excited to talk about that. And the first one, I'm kicking Thursday off at 1 p.m. or I think 1 or 2 p.m. like early. What? I'm doing uh one on whether you should make a book into a movie or a miniseries with all of the different miniseries yeah. that are coming out with a bunch of people who are like authors. So they know way more about storytelling than I do. So I'm just going to be there and say, happy to be here. This is my thought <laughs> as a fan. So Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my shirt. Yep. That's about, that will be Come the to my channel at four o'clock. You just need to plug our panel. I like, that's what I, I that's like what I'm do. If you enjoyed Jake, this I, panel, I like, I like miniseries. I like movies, <laughs> I, but I I've been thinking a lot about where I stand if it, if a book should be made into a miniseries or a movie, and I don't know yet. So we'll see nice. how the conversation goes. Real anyway, quick, speaking real 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 super quick. Speaking of books into movies, I'm really digging the House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. Um, I'm reading the book as well, and uh, the book is is basically like a thousand years of the of the Targaryen rule um over westeros but uh that is a good series like that one is not messing around i'm i'm very happy with that one cool i've seen two episodes and i enjoyed it yeah i like Uh, it quite a bit or gets very interesting now okay i um i will not comment on it because i felt like i spent however many years that game of thrones was on being that guy who says, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. So I'm not going to start that again. All right. I don't expect not... you to ever watch Game of Thrones. I know. No, that is that is not. On not Jake's allowed, radar. sir. I know, also, but don't I... watch Blonde either. Just don't. Okay. <laughs> well, this week I'm going to watch I don't Spider-Man break Jake. I don't want to break was... Jake. <laughs> we like him too I much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't want to be broken. Or broke. I am broke. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Catch us at FanX. And until then, we won't see you at the movies. We'll see you at FanX. Yep. This has been an Age of Geek media production.